Now, a little background on what's happening, uh, because some things have changed from the time I originally started this particular thought process. Over the last few weeks, I've had a lot of extra opportunity to just sit and think. Uh, some of the time was when I was holding our new grandson, and, and uh, some, for some reason, he wants me to be a little bit quiet. I like to talk to him, and we just carry on a great conversation. But then the time comes when he's done with that, and he wants me to shut up. And so I just sit quietly, and I'll hold him, I'll rock him, and just stare at him. That's just what I do. And, and so during that time, though, I had a lot of extra thinking time. And also then, uh, a week ago, last Thursday, I picked up a bug from somewhere, and I got sick, and I was sick through the weekend, and on into Monday and Tuesday. And as a result of that, my, my head hurt, my eyes hurt, I didn't feel like having a light on or a TV on, and so instead of, instead of doing what I normally do, sit with my iPad and study, I just sat and I thought, and I really found some great value in that. Not that I don't do that regularly, but not nearly to the extent that I was able to over the last couple of weeks. And as I just, I just stopped and thought and meditated, God started bringing some things into my heart and and I started dwelling on these things. In fact, there were three independent thoughts that started occupying my time over the last few weeks. And in fact, it even went back a little bit beyond that. And it presented for me a little bit of a struggle. Uh, a struggle because of the fact that I had three independent thoughts that I was working on in my mind. And, and I knew that one of those thoughts would be used for this Sunday... But I didn't know which one. And I, I tell you, for me, that's, that's a horrifying situation because I know God's got a direction and a plan, and I just didn't know it. I didn't know what that direction and plan was. And so on Wednesday, I asked those that were here and those that were watching over the Internet, I asked them, I said, would you please pray that God would just give me wisdom and guidance over what is intended for this Sunday and what's intended for another Sunday? And those that were here did, and I'm so grateful. I went home that evening, and I was praying over the situation. I was studying and thinking some more. And in the process of time, God showed me something that to me was remarkable. That these independent thoughts, as I viewed them, were so completely interrelated. Now, to me, it was an amazing thing because I thought God was just laying some thoughts, some random thoughts on my heart, and I was thinking through them. And yet, all the time, God was at work bringing me to a very special thought, a very special series that we're going to engage over this Sunday and the next two Sundays. The series I've just given the title, Transparent to Transform to, to Transcend. And I want us to see, today it won't be very obvious where this is going. We'll work our way through the transparent state. But over the next two weeks, then you'll begin to see how they tie in together. You'll get that, hopefully, that same amazing thought that I had when God started showing me how He had all this figured out a long time ago and I was just catching up to where He had been. What an amazing feeling. This morning, we're going to title this study, Looking Back on My Life. And I want you to know that it is a personal thing for me. It is a personal study. But yet it relates to, I believe, all of us in one way or another. 
But more importantly, I think where this study is going to take us is to see the greatness of God. So stay with me. I want us to look at three aspects of, of past life. And specifically my past life. Hopefully you'll be able to tie into this in places, but particularly my past life. And uh, as we do, I want you to see first of all, number one, get ready to write if you've got your pen ready. Looking back on my life, I see some overwhelming, some overwhelming regret. Looking, looking back on my life, I see overwhelming regret. Now, I've talked to you about this uh, several times in the last year, so I'm not going to invest a lot of time on this particular thought. But I, I could not possibly look back over my life without this playing a very significant role because of what's taken place in my past. I can remember as a newlywed early on in our married life and, and then as um, a new father uh, that was still fairly early in our married life being so selfish and so self-centered that I was doing everything I could to destroy my relationship with my wife and my daughter. And the problem was I didn't know it. I didn't see it. I'd allowed my pride to take over to where I thought what I was doing was appreciated by other people. My, my silliness, my pettiness, my selfishness. And I can tell you that as I look back upon that now, it is one of the most heart-wrenching things I have to face. Because I had an opportunity to invest in my wife, to invest in my daughter, and even though hopefully I've had a chance to make that up, those early years, I'll never get back. I can never change the past. And it hurts to think about it. Now, I know that in the process of time, in the fact that I was selfish, I was very self-centered, I was very prideful, that not only was I hurting my relationship with my wife and my daughter, but I was also hurting the relationship with my Heavenly Father. Because we all know what God thinks of pride, don't we? God says, I will embrace the humble, but I will discard, I will push away the prideful. And so in the process of, 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 of hurting the relationship with my wife and my daughter, I was also affecting my relationship with God. I would give anything if I could do as the Apostle Paul does in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. He says, I do not consider that I have made it on my own. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things are behind and pushing forward to those things that lie ahead. I would give anything if I could somehow just forget my past. Forget those three or four years that uh, bring me so much pain now. The problem is, for me, I can't. Now, I know I've been forgiven. My wife, my daughter, has completely forgiven me. They've told me that it's not as bad as I remember it being. Uh, in my mind, it's still that horrible. I know that God's forgiven me, 
I've asked him. I know he's forgiven me. And so it's not that I'm bound up in this. It's not that I'm so tied to it that I'm of no value to God at this point, no value to my wife or my daughter. I know I'm forgiven. That's not the issue. But the issue is that I look back and see those painful things that I've done. And let me just stop because here's where I believe that especially those of you who are younger in here today, maybe you can benefit from my experience. Maybe when you get to be 52 years old, you don't have to look back on this stuff with such regret as I have because you listened to an old guy standing on the stage and you took advice from him. If you would please do this, if you'll hear me, Consider that you are not really that important. <laughs> you know, I thought that I was everything. I know that there was a lot of insecurity built into that. But I thought that I was everything. I thought that I was the more important part of the group. How much better off I'd been if I just realized and recognized that I am nothing more than a sinful person that God in His great kindness is saved by His grace. Wow. And I tell you, you would do well just to recognize that you're no better than anyone else. And to put aside the thought of trying to make everybody else happy and trying to put an appearance of being uh, this all-independent soul individual that rules and reigns his own kingdom. Set all that aside and just recognize how great God has been to you and how desperately you need Him. And humble yourself before God and your family and watch and see the way God blesses you in return. As I look back over my life, one of the things I see is overwhelming regret. But number two, now here's where we go from the very negative to something that I consider to be a little bit neutral because there's both negative and positive elements in this one. In just a minute, when we hit number three, we're going to go to the full-blown positive aspect. So hang with me. It's not all doom and gloom, okay? So number two, the, the more neutral aspect of this is when I look back over my life, I also see constant change. I see constant change. This to me is a great blessing uh, because it does represent negative, but it also represents some very positive things. Let me step on the negative side first. I look back to my life as a person in grade school. Now, I'm looking a long way back, but I can remember looking back and thinking this past week about that time and how I believe, maybe I was fooled, but how I believe that, that most people thought as a grade school student that I was about as close to perfect as a kid could get. <laughs> I did everything right. I didn't cause any problems. I was a very compliant child. And so I imagine that most people looked at me and thought, why can't my kid be like that? And then when I got to middle school, they found out why they were glad their kid wasn't like me. 
Because in middle school, I started getting a little bit rebellious and something seemed to happen during that time. And by the time I got to high school, then all of a sudden my life took a turn for the worse because I wanted to make sure that people did not think I was a Christian. And much to my shame at this point, that's exactly what my life centered around. I wanted to make sure people knew that I was not associated with the church or with Jesus. And so my language and my actions bore that out. By the time I got out of high school, it, it took an even deeper turn as I got involved in drugs and alcohol and became full-blown drug addict, full-blown alcoholic. And it took me to a place of such darkness in my life that at one point I was determined that I was fed up with it and I was going to end my life. I planned it out. I knew where it was going to go. I knew when it was going to happen. I knew the day, the time, the place. I knew all the activities that were going to take place to bring about the end of this misery that I was in. And it was in that, that day that it was going to happen that I knew God was speaking to me. I didn't hear an audible voice calling out to me from heaven, but I knew inside that God was speaking to me. And it was, it was as if God said, there is another option for you. And it's this same option that you've been fighting for years. It's Jesus Christ. And on that day, instead of taking my life, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Now I can tell you that through the first part of this story, my life changes were not positive. They were very negative. They were going from a somewhat good child to a, a rebellious person to one that was just blatantly denying who Jesus Christ was and wanted no part of him. But on the day that, that God changed my life through the forgiveness that he offered me based upon the sacrifice of his son on the cross of Calvary, my life took another change that began to drastically improve my way of life. Because in that moment, there was a peace that swept over me that I had not known before. There was a peace that I enjoyed in my life that I had been looking for, I had been hoping for. There was a fulfillment that all of a sudden I had in life that I had not had before. I was searching for it in drugs and alcohol and everything else. But I could never find it. And yet when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, there was a dramatic change. The God-sized hole that was empty inside of me had been filled. Now, I wish that I could tell you at that moment, all of a sudden, I became a perfect person. <laughs> I didn't. In fact, through the years, God has worked on me, and he's chiseled off some really rough areas, and he's brought about maturing and some some growing in different areas of my life and my existence to where I am now. And once again, I have to tell you, I wish I could tell you now I've become a perfect person, and yet I prove daily that that's not the case. But what I can tell you is that while I'm nowhere near where I want to be, 
As I look back over my life, I realize that I'm also nowhere near where I was. And I see these constant changes that God has made in my life. How God has brought about maturity. How even when I would stray away from Him, He would still work through that. He would discipline me to bring me back to a better place. And He would grow me through the process. And as I look back on this, I see that, that God has changed my life so much. And I really believe that that's the goal of this. That God wants to grow us and develop us. That when someone comes to Christ, we shouldn't expect them to be a, a full-grown, mature believer. We ought to expect them to be an infant in Christ and we ought to expect them to have to go through the same things that we went through. We ought to expect them to have struggles. We ought to expect them to stray frequently. But as they grow in Christ, as we teach them the Word of God, as they mature and we disciple them, then what we ought to be seeing is that that straying is a little less frequent. That the maturity is starting to take over. That the Word of God is taking root in their lives and Jesus Christ is becoming more and more important. So I look back over my life, I see these constant changes. And I've often wondered, well, why would God invest so much time in me? I mean, seriously, why would He spend His time on someone who is so selfish? Someone who is so self-centered. Someone who is so sinful. Why would God invest time growing and developing someone like me? Why not discard me? Why not just finally say, you know what? You haven't listened to a thing I've said. I'm tired of that. You're dead. He could. He has every right to do that. He's God. I'm not. I came to a verse of scripture in studying for this particular aspect of my life that I think summarizes something really special. And that is the foundation of my life is not built upon something human, but it's built upon something that never changes the love of God for me. In Psalm. Chapter 107 and verse 1, the psalmist says this, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. God's love for me endures forever. What that means is that God loves me with such a perfect love that I can never do anything to make Him love me more because His love is already perfect. And I can never do anything to make Him love me less because once again, His love is perfect for me. And the incredible blessing for all of us is that God's love is not only perfect for me, but it's perfect for you as well. If you have never been introduced to Jesus Christ, if you do not know Him as your Lord and Savior, in just a few minutes, we're going to have what we call an invitation. And it's just an opportunity for you to respond 
to the message today. If you'd like to know more about being a follower of Jesus Christ, I promise you nothing would give us greater joy than to be able to take God's Word and show you how that can be a reality for you today. And so I'm inviting you even now, when that time comes, would you please just come down and meet me at the front? I'm not going to embarrass you, not going to call your name, but would love to introduce you to Jesus Christ. So when I look back on my life, I see this overwhelming regret. I see constant change. But number three, here comes the very positive aspect. I see incredible faithfulness. I see incredible faithfulness. Now, lest you think that somehow I'm getting a little bit prideful in this area, let me assure you that the faithfulness I talk about is not my own. Unfortunately, as I've already shown you, my life has not been a history of complete faithfulness to God. The faithfulness of which I refer to, though, is that of God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness. Because as I look back over my life, one thing that is so apparent, one thing that is, is, is glaringly out there for me to see is the faithfulness of God to me, to my family, to our church. I have watched God's goodness over my life when in my estimation I should have died a long time ago. God has faithfully worked with me faithfully grown me little bit by little bit not not where I wish I was not where I hope to be someday not where I will be when I stand before Jesus Christ in glory one day but he has strategically grown me through a series of tests through difficulties through problems through joys through satisfaction God has grown and developed me in this life and I've just watched his faithfulness through the years you know, God has, God has promised us a couple of things. One thing that came to my mind was that He's always said, you, you give and I will bless you. And Melinda and I, we, we went through a struggle with this at one time where, where she was certain, but I wasn't necessarily so certain. It was before God called me uh, into full-time ministry still had my insurance agency and I was just worried about things and and so I was kind of struggling with that and my brother told me one time I said I'm just not sure I can afford to tithe he said I'm just not sure I can afford not to one of the most profound things anyone has ever told me and I listened to him we we stayed with it we continued to tithe and as I look back I look at at some some incredible financial challenges we came up against and without reservation God walked us through every one of those it's amazing to see the faithfulness of God I'm not saying that everything that happens in life is is positive I'm not saying that God once you become a Christian you're a follower of Christ and everything is is uh, is roses and lilies and No, because it's the problems in life that bring about the results. It's the, the difficulties we encounter, the, the sorrows, the hurts that, that bring the most growth and maturity. God works through those things. 
But even in that, we see, or at least I'm able to see God's faithfulness to me. That God thought more of me than to just give me a life of ease. God wanted something from me. God wanted me to be in a place of service. And so he allowed me to go through some difficult times, some, some sorrowful things. God has shown his faithfulness to me time and time again, to my family. We've seen the faithfulness of God in this church. You're not able to see everything. But the pastors, the staff, the deacons, we get a bigger view of what all has taken place and what is taking place. And I can tell you that while some of it might just bore you, you would probably be incredibly blessed to know how God has worked behind the scenes in our church. It's amazing. God has blessed us far beyond what we deserve. He's given us an opportunity to be part of people's lives. Be part of sharing Jesus Christ with people who desperately need Him. He's given us an opportunity to invest in missionaries that will take the message of Christ around the world. And I think because we have taken advantage of those opportunities, God has increased His blessings over us in this church. May we never stop. I can look back over my life and I can see times of regret, see times of change. But I think the thing that sticks out the most to me is to look and see the incredible faithfulness of God. And I can tell you what that does to me. As I spend time thinking about it, most of my days I pass right through and I never stop and think about those things. But when I stop and I think about it, what it does for me is makes me so grateful to God. It makes me so thankful that God would be concerned about someone like me. Our text verse for today is Philippians 1.6 where Paul said, I am sure of this. That he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Jesus Christ. My blessing is that God is at work in my life. And I will thank him every chance I get. May we do the same. So how do we respond to a message like this? You know what? I think when we come to the end of a study, there ought to be something that says, okay, now here's what we're going to do with it. And in my estimation, there's a couple of things that maybe should come out of this. Number one is that for the people who do not know Jesus Christ here, that you understand that God's giving you an opportunity today to know Him. For those of us who know Christ and yet we're living bound up by our past, 
that we come to the place to where we say, okay, the past is what it is. It can't be changed. But what I want to do is I want to learn from this. I want to grow from it. And I want to move forward and be used of God. Did you know that every bad, evil, horrible, great, wonderful thing that happens in your life, whatever it may be, God has given to you for the purpose of you learning through it so that later on you can turn around and use it in someone else's life. One of the things that amazed me when I shared my testimony for the first time in our church about my, what I call my idiot years, I talked about my drugs and my alcohol, and, and I, was, I was afraid to talk about that here in church. Some, some of you grew up here, you knew me, you kind of knew what was going on in my life, but most people didn't know, and I was afraid to talk about it. But after that day was over, I had two people contact me, one that very day and another throughout the week that followed, and said, I never thought you could understand what's going on in my life. And they began to share with me something that they needed to unload. God even uses our stupidity. If we'll allow Him, He'll use it to benefit someone else. And so maybe for the rest of us, maybe we would just say, God, take these hurts, take the joys, allow me to grow through this, allow me to develop, and use it for your glory someday. I may not be ready to use it right now. The hurt's too fresh. But someday, God, use it for your glory. Maybe for others, you're so trapped by your sin that you're just of no value to God right now. I mean, you've been forgiven. God's forgiven you. But you just can't seem to forgive yourself. You're still overwhelmed by it. Maybe for you the day is just meant to cause you to say, God, you know what? Your son died to pay for that. It's paid for. And I can't change it, but I wish that you would allow me to be free from it. That you'd allow me to grow through it and become everything you want me to be. However God's working in your heart this morning, would you just turn loose of it? Do what He wants you to do.